When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The all-new Audi A3 and S3 have arrived. To find out more, to find out more, visit audisolitaire.com.au. Welcome to Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Oh, good morning to you. 21st of May, it is Saturday morning. What a way to kick it off. 20 degrees expected across Adelaide today. It's an absolute perler. Oh, look, it's Bryce Gibbs. Gibbsy. Good morning, Hazy. <laughs> good to see you. Tommy Lyons in as well, producer extraordinaire. And just to paint a bit of a picture... Jeez, you are really setting the standard this morning, Tommy. You've got about a three-litre bottle of juice there with you as well. Some sunglasses that you ripped from the 80s, and you're just ready to go, really feeling the vibes. Yes, good morning to you both. Um, I've got sensitive little eyes, and, and as you can see, the sun is streaming into the studio, and, and it hurts, to be honest, so I've got to keep the sunnies on. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to the show today. I was thinking about it through the week. Um, we've got a song coming later on. I've, yes. I've done a bit of research into what the fans are hating most. And I, I think we all know what it's going to be. Um, but hopefully the AFL are listening and they hear us loud and clear because it's a bit of a, a bit of a message, something we've got to change. Yeah, look, unconfirmed, but uh, I think Gil listens. I can only, I think we can safely assume that Gil McLaughlin tunes in every morning, surely. Well, I reckon, fair say, after he hears this song, he's going <laughs> to uh, have a different opinion, I think. Yeah, he's, so. he'll be on board. And it's a big camp Mardi Gras anthem as well. So <laughs> very, very he'll good. like it. Gee, you set the standard last week as well with the song about Bryce Gibbs. Yeah, it's um, hard to maintain, to be honest. Well, we'll see how we go. Um, <laughs> Bryce, how are you? What's news? Uh, plenty going on in my world, actually, Hazy. A uh, bit of... Interesting week for me. Um, got some not so good news. Uh, I've got a bit of a shoulder complaint this week, so we'll miss uh, the game today against Glenelg, unfortunately. Uh, and I'm booked in for surgery next week uh, for my shoulder. So, yeah, a little bit of breaking news for you there. Solid stuff. Um, well, I was going to vent and go down a particular area because we have a little um, meeting each Thursday, Tommy set up, where yeah. what, each Thursday, midday, check in. See what's yeah, going on. Just a bit of a check-in. What do we fat. want to talk about? Mm, all those yeah. types of things. Uh, so we're sitting there making some nice little small talk. <laughs> I said, Bryce, where are, you, where are you playing this weekend? He said, oh, going to Glenelg. Oh, geez, back to the homeland, all those types of things. Yeah, I should get some solid feedback, uh, all these types of stuff. And okay, it's going to be good. And hopefully, uh, should I put Bryce in my multi to have over 35, all those types of things? And we had a bit of a chat and he looked me in the eye, said all these sorts of things. And Radar Riley sent the team through about an hour later from South Adelaide. <laughs> Bryce Gibbs, shoulder. I thought, hang on, I just spoke to the bear. You looked me in the eye over uh, WhatsApp, did you? <laughs> over a team's yeah. meeting. So what's going on? You, you didn't trust us, or in particular, me, with that sort of information? Did you not know? What did no, you think I was going to do, tweet it? No, not at all, because because this game means a lot to me. Right. Glenelg, at Glenelg, I play for South. <laughs> I was doing everything in my powers to get up for it. Right, okay. So even potentially play this week, then surgery next week. But really? Yeah, it got to the point where it was, uh, wasn't going to work. So, um, yeah, unfortunately. Pulled, so the, pulled the pin last night. After you jumped off the call, did you see the doctor an hour before the teams came out? 
<laughs> it's I an mean, interesting space yeah. between midday and about 2.30 when the email came through. Yeah. Was there some sort of fitness test that happened? Because when we spoke, you were in, two and a half hours, hours later, out. Yep, I put my hands above my head. <laughs> no, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so potentially there's some trust issues that we need to work here. But what I want you to look at, I mean, I, I clearly I feel like you trust Tommy. On the outside, I'll be a journo. But inside here, I'll be your friend. <laughs> what about that? <laughs> Okay, let's work on it, boys. Right. I, I think we need to do some trust exercises after the show where, you know, the one where you fall back, yep. where we just each do one of those, fall into each other's arms, and uh, then we're good to go again. I can't get another concussion. Uh, <laughs> I could be a pin-up boy for CTE as I've, we speak. I've already, done, I've already done enough of those things. <laughs> yeah. on a, on Special a camp, exercises. I've yeah. done enough of those things. We're going to yeah. stay clear. Uh, yeah. that. Uh, speaking of that, take us through the camp. No, <laughs> uh, text line is open 0427-154-166. Can we do a Saturday psych-up? as well, your local mm. footy team, your local sports team. What's going on? What are the details? And who just needs an absolute rev up? Because that time of the year where it's starting to just get a little bit colder, motivation might start to dip, uh, particularly if you're, I'm not sure, maybe you're playing in an hour and a half and there's still some water on the grounds, all those types of things, those motivational mm. messages just to get up and about. The long sleeves start coming out. The long out. sleeves. Mm. Kicking the dew off. Yeah. Or the... Got to say as well, long sleeves. I saw you wearing long sleeves against Nord a couple of weeks ago. And the hoops, it looks sensational, matches the socks. It does. <laughs> the, the hoops, long sleeve, c- comes off very, very well. I had to mm. double jumper though that day because the, the new hoops, long sleeve, mm. hadn't arrived just yet. So had the double longy on, but yeah, I didn't mind it. Very, Beautiful. very, very good. Um, on the, the local footy rev up, so I was down at West Lakes last night for my daughter's under-17s Henley versus Smosh games. And oh, the rivalry's and, intense. Oh, they're the two best sides in it, and uh, they go so hard. But you know who went harder? The mums and dads on the sidelines. It was the wine was flowing, and it's just so good. Local footy is just a therapeutic thing. It's um, mummy's big night out, and they were having a great time. Mm. Um, local sport, uh, particularly at that level, mixed with alcohol on the sidelines and <laughs> parents. Nothing could ever go wrong. Absolutely. They're very loud, I've got to say. <laughs> Plenty loud. of direct feedback, no doubt, to the, <laughs> to the young ones running around. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. barking orders. Some wines. Just give mum and dad a bit of um, coaching courage <laughs> from the sideline. Um, big show coming up. We're going to speak to Nathan Bassett a little bit later on. Um, can give us a call as well. Get involved. one 736 736 We're doing it thanks to uh, Solitaire. Visit Solitaire out in Test Drive, the new A3 and S3. It's a really big, exciting day. Stop it. No. It's not sensible. It's not helpful. Please stop it. It's election day. Oh, the oh, excitement. Yes. Oh, I'm buzzing. <laughs> Who are you going to vote for? Is a conversation around my table. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I'm going to vote for Saturdays in SA. If, um, if you get that form, ratings are important to us, so make sure you tick us. Bryce, who you got? That's a great question. I actually, because the busy man that I am, I can't get to the polling booth today, so I, I popped oh. down uh, to Christie's Beach yesterday and, and put my form in. So oh, I'm, so, I'm, so you've done it. I'm already pre-voted, yeah. I'm already in. I'm nice. in. My vote's in. So why is it such a personal question? For me to ask you blokes who you voted for. Yet, uh, Tommy, just before off air, was talking about his first intimate experience as a man quite freely. <laughs> we ask him who, who you vote for, Tommy. It, goes, how it, dare you? How dare you ask me such a personal question? Our uh, content bosses have told us there's a blackout. <laughs> we aren't able to say so. But um, did you see ScoMo tackle the kid during the week? Outstanding. Brilliant vision. I hear Essendon have uh, recruited him as a um, defensive tackling coach. <laughs> yeah, an accidental, <laughs> superb tackle. One of those situations you could just see it in ScoMo's oh. face as well that he just knew, oh, I've really, really stuffed up here. He would have been able to hear 
the, the clicking of the lenses, yeah. the cameras, all <laughs> sorts of things. It just, just meme city after that. Would have been just unfolding in slow motion for yeah. him, wouldn't it, as he was trending towards nailing this little fella. And oh. he's lying on top of him like the kid can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> he's almost dead. Could you handle that situation any differently? What would you do? Nah, just get up, ruffle him on the head and go again, mate. You'll be right. Slap him on the back. It's tough. We talk yeah. about, and we talked about during the week some of the all-time sporting failure moments uh, through politicians. John Howard, of course. Oh, yes. In Pakistan. The yeah. um, half-tracker as well, Bob Hawke. Yeah. The, the uh, edge off the bat that smashed him in the face. That was actually unbelievably concerning. There's been yeah. some good ones. And then you've got Barack Obama, uh, who's playing like a genuine semi-professional oh, basketballer. He's a jet. You can see why he's so popular. He's just one of the people... It is yeah. funny though, like those things just stick with them for the rest of their life now. That that footage yep. will just mm. that will never go away. Um, go, Likewise, the Bob Hawke one when he was at the cricket though, when he um, sank that massive yes. pint, I think that redeemed him. Everyone went mental. Yeah, everyone jumped on board. It's funny we're such a fickle nation, but <laughs> it's just weird. Uh, just to confirm things as well, absolutely taking the piss in terms of voting and all those types of things. Could not care less. Sure, <laughs> we'll vote, but let's talk about sport instead. Sounds good to me. But who are you going to vote for? 0427. <laughs> no, don't do that. Um, we've all got kids. Yes. Tommy, how many ages? Uh, well, I've got a daughter who's 15, a son who's three, and another daughter who's one and a half. And yeah, so I've got a real cross-section of problems because different challenges when they're a teenager compared to when you're toddler taming. Oh, goodness gracious. What's harder? A toddler or a 15-year-old Honestly, girl? Oh, boy. I actually can't draw the line. I, I don't know. My is All I know is my life is mayhem and I can barely breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe and I just need a wine. Yeah. I just need time to myself. <laughs> When's Friday night footy training? I <laughs> need a wine. That's <laughs> why I love this show so much because I get out of the house. I've got a prep. It's 4 a.m. Yeah, the show starts in four or five hours. Uh, Bryce, you got a couple little ones? I do. I have uh, a son, Charlie, who's nearly seven, and Madison, daughter, uh, two and a half. Oh, very nice. Uh, two and a half is a really nice age. Mm. Yeah, a little bit challenging at the moment. The, going through a little bit of the terrible twos. and uh, finding yourself. We might be talking tantrums. Uh, a bit later on. So, um, yeah, I'm certainly going through that stage at the moment, or we are. So. Mm. Seriously. The text I got from my wife yesterday, just in terms of hanging out and staying at work, which was just an absolute <laughs> blessing. She wrote, FML, not sure what that means, brought Henry to Kmart to choose any Lego toy he wants. He melts down because he can't choose which one he wants. I end up even saying he can have the $60 one just to get us out there. He decided he didn't want any of them left in tears, crying about wanting Lego. Mm. Yeah, oh. I feel you. <laughs> I don't know. And the best thing about, uh, well, particularly my wife, and I assume uh, your partners as well, is mm. unbelievable negotiators. It, yeah. It's an incredible gift they have. Patience, negotiation. Yeah. It's phenomenal. My wife crouches down to eye level mm. and she really gets into his head and she steers him away well, whereas I'm a, I'm a little bit more... Less skilled in that department. I came into my son Donnie's preschool. He's three years old this week. And um, I saw him there and he's surrounded by crap, like toys and blocks and stuff. So obviously we've got to pack it up before we go. So I go, Donnie, pack up the blocks and then we can go. And he goes, you pack up the blocks. <laughs> and, uh, <Good>. I, <laughs> and then the entire room turned around. They're looking at me and I can feel the social pressure because the teachers, they're so lovely. They're saying, saying what's he going to do next? I go, Donnie, pick up the blocks or I'm going to put you in your room. And he goes, 
we're at preschool. My room's at home. Oh, no. <laughs> He's got Dad's me. Going, Dad's going, oh, I'm buggered here. And then I just went to water and I proceeded to clean up the blocks myself because I didn't want, I could feel that tantrum coming on and I just didn't want it in public. Avoided all costs. <laughs> oh, the public stuff as well, it's, it feels like everyone's looking at you. But now yeah. if anyone's had kids, sometimes when, some, when one of my kids is having a meltdown, a parent will say, look, I feel you. I know what you're going through, mm. which is fine. It's so reassuring. But apart from that, you always feel like everyone's looking at you, judging you, thinking you're the most biggest idiot on the planet. Mm. That's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I feel this heat in my head because it feels like the eyes are looking at you. Have you seen that woman? There's a video of, of a toddler having a tantrum rolling around on the ground and the mum just starts rolling around on the ground with him. Um, Reverse psychology. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. I don't know if that works. This but. is how ridiculous you are. Are you embarrassed because of me? Because this is what I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Um, get involved by the text line this morning, uh, 0427154166. Good on you, Brett, uh, jumping through this morning and sending a nice text. Um, the Goodwoods on today as well at Morfordville. Mm. So if you've got a runner, got your tips, get them through. Not really much of a punter, um, too tight for that sort of stuff. Are you a punter, Tommy? <laughs> no, just like the niche things. Like I do like the AFL Dream Team. Yep. Um, and maybe on the big days, you know, like Melbourne Cup, I might have a dabble. But otherwise, yeah. Try to steer clear. There you go. Gamble we spoke to Simon O'Donnell a couple of weeks ago. He said he loves the Adelaide Carnival. Maybe yep. he's strutted his, his way down. Uh, yeah. There, Absolutely. And uh, SEN's own Miles Fitzner will be yep. there just assessing things. Fitzy, Keep... always in seriously good form as well. So yeah. if you're looking for some tips, yes. uh, give the great man a bit of a follow on Twitter. Uh, rarely fails. Um, and likes to celebrate when he gets a bit of a win. <laughs> he does. As Let's the good punters do. As you've been known to pump blokes up, Hazy, he won't tip a winner today. That's the way it plays out, I think. Absolutely it is. So, oh, goodness gracious maybe me. Maybe not follow him today. So we did one. <laughs> so we used to do a Friday forecast uh, on breakfast. <laughs> and I had, I had a, we had a certainty. And my certainty was, and I have no idea about racing, but I basically picked the favourite of a big race and said, look, put your house on it. This horse is going to win. Long story short, we went on a Monday. And Kane said, how'd your certainty go? I said, oh, I'm not sure. I haven't even checked. He said, well, I'll tell you how it went. <laughs> it didn't finish the race. Broke its leg and they had to put it down. Oh. So it went to dark areas, but point being, not only did it <laughs> not only did it lose, but the horse didn't make it through the weekend. <laughs> so that really set the standard. Yeah, yeah. Nice and light and bright way to start the week for <laughs> yeah. you guys. Yeah. Uh, a couple of big games coming up as well. Uh, Port Adelaide uh, are playing today, just in a couple of hours. So big opportunity for them to make a really big statement down at the Cattery. It hasn't been done since 2007, that unbelievable goal from Dom Cassisi. If they do that, that's five straight. And then tonight, really tough contest for the Crows taking on the Saints. We're going to, the Saints rather, we're going to preview those games coming up. But um, do you give Port a chance at the Cattery? They're in good form. Yeah, they are. They have been winning. Uh, they have played some sides that have been undermanned. Um, you, know, you had West Coast in there, North Melbourne, you know, down the bottom, bottom of the ladder. So this is certainly one of their tougher tests they've faced in the last probably four weeks. And We'll probably work out if they're serious. I think if they you know, they want to put a good performance in, and I think it's certainly winnable. But we all know the Cattery, the Cats down at the Cattery is one of yep. the toughest uh, trips in footy. So um, it's going to be a tough challenge for them. Stick around after ten o'clock. We're going to speak to Nathan Bassett from the Port Adelaide Footy Club. Um, Tommy, you're a crow's nuffy. <laughs> Why and how could they possibly win tonight? Well, if you look at last year, when the Crows play <laughs> deep top in, teams. It's good deep analysis, it's good. <laughs> when they play the better sides, they've developed a, a brand which is more contested and it seems to work. So my hope is like Melbourne and Geelong last year, 
they can go with the Saints. I mean, Brisbane are better than the Saints. They went with them for a half. So I, I think they're in with a genuine 50-50 chance tonight, which the odds don't show. So gamble responsibly. <laughs> there you go. Good to see Riley Tilthorpe back too. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's that's certainly a positive. He should have been in weeks ago. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we'll talk about the sample game as well. Last night, went out there, had a bit of a look. And uh, there's a bit of pressure now on Kieran Strong because Riley O'Brien um, took about three or four footballs to Woodville over <laughs> last night. 35 disposals for a big man, uh, for a ruckman. I've never seen that before in my life. He was everywhere. Wow. Well, he's big, he's strong, he runs, he can mark it. So he should be doing that at Sandful. So mm. he's going to put uh, the pressure back on the coach and, and the match committee, and he's uh, he's certainly putting his hand up for a, a recall really soon. Mm. Mm. All right, Saturday, psych up. Uh, who just needs a bit of motivation? Get it through via the text line, 0427 154 What are your plans as well? We'd love to take a call from you. We're doing it all the way up until 10.30. It's Saturday's in SA. Gorgeous day across Adelaide today. Top of 20 degrees. It's going to be sunny. Tell me a price. Tell me sweet little price. Pretty sick of talking about it, to be honest. Tell me a price. <laughs> Some outstanding work by Tommy Lyon there as well. Credit where credit's due. You're on fire, Tom. You've really set a high standard and you continue to deliver. So what we do with this, and please get involved by the text line, 0427 154 166. We'll go inside the mind of the great man. Let's talk about Dustin, uh, Dyson Heppel, rather. He's had an interesting week, to say the least. The Bombers have had an interesting few weeks, but off the back of what happened with Dylan Shule, uh, with Parker and Sydney, it was talked about in the media a lot. Uh, and then Dyson Heppel did some media stuff. I had no idea it was happening in the moment. I hadn't even seen the vision. That was the first time. So if you're aware of it in the moment, I have no doubt teammates will go straight over and help and support. Have you spoken about it as a group? Have you addressed that moment as a group? No, mate, no. I hadn't, I hadn't seen that vision at all, no. lloyd has got every right to say that, no doubt. Everyone has their own opinion, that's fine. But it's when the ball's there to be won, that's what we want to stand for. So the broader issue is probably not what's going on behind the scenes or at the club and things like that. Um, those comments generated a lot of publicity, um, a lot of articles, all those types of things. The media pressure that comes with a situation like that, and all of a sudden it's on the captain of the Essendon Football Club. Um, is it intense or can it be brushed off? How is it handled inside a football club? Because you guys had some tough years at Carlton and there was a lot of pressure, particularly from the media. Yeah, you're spot on and... Watching Dyson sit there and, and sort of answer those questions and, um, you know, reading a lot about the Essendon footy club and, and where they're at and, and where are they heading and, and what's happening uh, within their four walls, it you know, sort of got me thinking. Um, and thanks, Tommy, that, that lead into this segue, mate. Uh, that's a great start. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It just it got me reflecting and thinking about um, some of those times that, as you said, at Carlton, we, we went through similar situations and... Um, as a player, um, they can be pretty tricky, pretty, pretty, pretty tough, tricky, uh, emotional times. Um, and, you know, Dyson obviously being the captain, um, who, who usually is voted in by, by players and, and coaches, um, there comes that extra responsibility when, when things are tough that you, you are the man to, to be put up and, and lead the charge and, and get the, the players and, and the club back on track. But, um, yeah, I just sort of, sort of delve into sort of what he would be feeling and, and some of the things that he'd be going through. And um, it's certainly a lot harder than I think people think and sometimes give credit to. Uh, and I, I, you know, I, was, I was involved in the leadership group for a number of years at Carlton and 
uh, one of my best mates, Mark Murphy. He was he was the captain and and certainly uh, went through similar and if not more, you know, trying times I suppose in terms of um, external pressures and um, you know, people questioning his leadership. When actually, if they they knew what was going on behind the scenes, they might have given him a bit more credit or you know the the Carlton leadership group credit for. So um, it's certainly um, yeah an interesting one. So could things have been switched around if perhaps, uh, I don't know, the Blues were a bit more open and people knew what was happening behind the scenes more so? Because from the outside, straight away, you assume that nothing's happened. There's probably all sorts of things happening inside the Eston Football Club. Because as we know, football clubs can shut up shop pretty tightly. They do. And I think that that can be half the problem as well. Because a lot of the time when, when you're under the pump, you're... You're told to play a straight bat and you know, not give too much away. Play play the safe lines where sometimes you actually just want to come out and and say how you're feeling and actually what's going on and what you what you're doing uh, as a footy club to to try and dig you dig you out of this hole. And I think that that is probably the takeaway point as well. There's no easy way out of this situation, especially for Essendon. Um, it sort of comes back to hard work and training hard and you know, your standards you set as a, a playing group and um, you know, living, you, you, most teams would have a trademark that they sort of you know, have posted up around the change rooms and around the club in, in sort of in terms of what you want to stand for. And um, But, you know, I have no doubt that Dyson Heppel this week, you know, there would have been some sleepless nights for him. There would have been some certainly hard conversations with coaches uh, and other players, the review would have been brutal. It's, it's certainly a lot tougher when you're losing sitting in team reviews and you know, getting shown some poor efforts that you know, are, are quite embarrassing. Um, so, yeah, there's certainly a lot that, that goes on when you, when you find yourself under the pump, I guess, in the NAR at the moment. Would Dyson Heppel be disgruntled with the media as a whole right now? Uh, it, it comes with experience, I think, uh, and you, you do learn to filter... Uh, things and and take things on board and and just leave things alone. But um, you know certainly the, the media can set the agenda for the week um, a, a lot of the time, and and that's that's their job. You know I'm sitting on the other side now um, and can certainly understand and, and appreciate that a lot more. But as a player, um, it can sort of turn into UV the media at times and. If once the media sets the agenda, unfortunately, people sometimes just buy into what's been said. When sometimes it cannot be, it might not be the way it's perceived. Sometimes, so um, yeah, from a from a player's point of view, it can be tricky to sort of navigate your way through that. But um, yeah, I've no doubt that that Dyson. First and foremost, you have to get your own backyard right, and and his performances aren't probably at the level that he expects them to be. So he'll be working extremely hard to sort his own game out first. And then, um, you know, challenging his teammates to come along with him and, and get back on the horse and uh, get back to playing some good footy. Very good stuff. Really, really good insight. Um, send us a text. We want your thoughts. So four two seven one five four one double six. Yeah, no doubt it would have been a very interesting few days for Dyson Heppel. Can the Bombers bounce back? All eyes are on the Bombers, who were supposed to flirt with the finals at the start of the year. They're nowhere near that as we speak. Um, this text just came through from Brett. Good morning. He said, uh, what I'm hoping for today is to beat Geelong, Port Supporter. Uh, last kick of the day again, then bump into them again in the granny and return the favour by 120 points and one point extra for good measure. That's my perfect world scenario. Um, if you are Port Adelaide Supporter, just wind back the clock. Look, Dom Cassisi's kick with just a couple of seconds to go in 2007. I think it might have been round 21. To win at the Cattery last time, it's been 15 years. Can you believe it? 
It's been a lot. I remember that celebration too. I think it just turned to the crowd, arms yeah. out. Um, <laughs> it was a pretty quiet crowd at that stage. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's certainly a challenge. And um, we'll speak to Nathan Bassett a bit later and we'll get his insight on, on how they're going to attack it. We got to catch up with uh, Dom for a little piece uh, on the news last night. And he said that he was so happy he kicked the goal because he um, got smashed by all these Cats players. And the, the greats as well, Scarlett. Mooney into him because he was tagging Gary Ablett. And Gary Ablett kicked a goal just before, which they thought was going to win the game. And then Dom got them back. And he said he was trying to not find them, but uh, return the favour and just give a bit of lip, but got caught up in the celebrations. Didn't say a thing. He said, oh, thank goodness I didn't because the result a few weeks later wasn't quite, wasn't quite good and they would have come back at him twice as hard. <laughs> oh, he had the last laugh at the end of the day and it um, doesn't matter what you say after that, you, you'll take it. So you'll like, remember that forever, Big Dom. Hey, Tom Lyon, our producer, is just extraordinary. He's a songbird. I think that's what's going to happen each and every week now. Tom, you've locked yourself in. He's probably going to pen a song each and every week. Absolutely went straight to the top shelf last week with a song about Bryce Gibbs. Um, he's got another song, which is, we're going to play in just a couple of minutes' time, straight after the news. Uh, and how he's teased it is it's something that everyone can agree on, something that we all dislike within the AFL world. We're going to hear it in a couple of minutes. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. It's Andrew Hayes, Bryce Gibbs in, and Tom Lyons back. G'day, Tommy. Good morning. Good to be back inside again. <laughs> <laughs> Always is. Jesus hit the standard last week with this song. Penned a little song about Bryce Gibbs, and you've got your own sort of little production stuff that you can do at home. Can you give us an insight? What's yeah. going on? You're that much of a songbird of, of a muso that you've got your own little studio set up at home? Well, I actually, I've always been a songwriter and I did radio as a safety net and now it looks like radio is the breadwinning um, thing, but I, I can still bring the songs, excuse me, in. And um, what I do is I just write the song. That doesn't take very long, maybe five or 10 minutes. Um, but then, then the production and, you know, the backing vocals and, and trying to find some of the, the quotes from players or coaches takes a little bit longer. Um, feedback, Bryce, from the song, family, Friends, is it available on iTunes? All those questions. Well, it, it is currently my new ringtone. Um, so <laughs> oh, really? You've made a very good impression with my family, wow. Tommy, the Gibbses. Um, they want to meet you. They want to – do you play any gigs around town? They want to come watch you. They want – they just want more Tommy. Yeah, well, look, uh, there's a wine festival on in June. Um, they can come on down and uh, we'll, we'll get to meet. I want to meet your mum. She seems lovely. Very nice. Um, it's Julie, isn't it? <laughs> I think Julie, Julie should be listening. I just uh, feel like every time um, – I see Mace post a story. Geez, the Gibbses have some nice feasts, don't they? You'd love to be a part of that, Tommy. Love Absolutely. Family, yeah, uh, I'm, family feast. I'm always hungry, so yeah. <laughs> Take us through this one, Tommy. So we've got a new song this week. Yeah, okay. So look, Umpire Descent was back in the headlines this week because there are a few dinky little free kicks with the people running millimetre inside the protected zone mm. and then um, Umpire Descent. And it's hard for the umpires because they're prescribed to pay these frees. Uh, as they see him. And um, so that makes it tricky. But I reckon they've got to peg it back to the demonstrative actions so that it's not just giving it away willy-nilly for the arms. You saw Jordan Degoe give one away and yep. it was just, you could see it clicking over in his mind that um, he's done the wrong thing. And so this song is about uh, an AFL player like him um, learning about the rule umpire descent and uh, it's got a bit of commentary from our friends Kimbo and the Roots during the week who summed it up well and, and some others. So here we go. 
I think that we are sanitising the game. These guys aren't bloody robots. They are passionate players going 100%, competing like bloody gladiators. You want to talk about the dissent rule, but it is just not football. It is a stupid rule. We are sanitising the game. <laughs> Don't be beige on that one. It's ruining the game. Oh, now you're giving me some support. His arms are rising, but his hands are staying low. It's a decision, and the entire crowd just knows. But tonight, for the last time, to go is going off his head. He's gonna kill momentum for his team and commit umpire descent. Umpire descent. He's gonna blow up with regret and hear the whistle of descent. Leaders, umpire descent. Umpire descent. Oh, and 50 for descent, I see Brad Scott ruining unanimous support from all the clubs, all the leaders at clubs, and in fact they want us to pay these free kicks. <laughs> David King says what we want to say. This uh, dissent madness has got to stop. It's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. I just smashed my TV, yeah. Umpire ah! dissent. <laughs> Hallelujah, umpire He's gonna blow up with regret and hear the whistle of descent. Leaders, umpire descent. Umpire descent. <laughs> <laughs> How's that yeah, yeah. Really? That's very yes. good, Tommy. Nice Going. work. The stuff that goes behind the scenes. I mean, the eagle eye to hear the umpire say umpire descent. I didn't even know that they did that. Yeah, they mic'd up. Yeah, they mic'd up. Oh, I tell you what, if you're an umpire and you enjoy giving away a 50 metre penalty and saying umpire descent, it's question marks on your personality, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, yeah, a bit of research for that one, but um, they're all really mic'd up real high so we can hear their voices all the time and it's great. You have positive relationship with umpires, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Last you suck year, up to last them. year I did. <laughs> yeah, did. More specifically, yeah. you have to. You got to be nice to the umpires. Absolutely. Could genuinely Ex- cost you a McGarry medal if you're not. Or extra few free kicks a game. That's, that's <laughs> smart footy. I'm, I'm, I've slowed down. I'm not fast. I got to be a step ahead of everyone else. So, having having been mates to the umpires, it certainly plays in your Absolutely. favour. Absolutely. And yeah, we miss that. I miss that byplay between the umpire and the player. You know, a little bit of banter. Sort of, they're sanitising that a little bit. Outstanding. Um, couple of big games coming up, Port v. the Cats and Crows v. the Saints. So we're going to do a deep dive, a solid preview of that next. It's 11 minutes past nine. Saturday's in SA. Top of 20 across Adelaide today. The all-new Audi A3 and S3 have arrived. To find out more, to find out more, visit audisolitaire.com.au. Welcome to Saturday's in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Uh, Bryce Gibbs is in. Really big game. A couple of big games this weekend for our local sports teams. Uh, that is... In the AFL, Spectre, um, Gibbsy, let's start with the game that's happening at the Cattery. Gee, it's been a long time since Port has knocked off the Cats in Geelong, 2007 to be precise. But 
Port's won four on a trot, and it seems like Geelong's battling just a little bit at the minute. Yeah, well, this will, I think, really tell us if Port are serious. Um, everyone's saying they're getting a bit of momentum, starting to maybe talk a little bit of finals. Um, they have won uh, four on the trot, uh, but they haven't beaten a whole lot, I don't think. Um, West Coast, North Melbourne, obviously down the bottom. Uh, really good win against St Kilda in probably tricky conditions up in Darwin or Cairns, yep. I think it was. And then the, the Bulldogs were, were undermanned as well. So... This is certainly going to be their toughest challenge for the last month uh, and down at the Cattery makes it even tougher. So um, it's going to be, we're going to find out if they're, they're serious, I reckon. Yep, Skipper comes back. Tom Jonas missed last week, of course, with COVID. Um, resisted temptation to bring back Charlie Dixon and Orazio Fantasia. So, geez, Maggie's are stacked against West Adelaide tomorrow <laughs> in Loxton. Um, but there's some absolute key forwards and key uh, artillery coming back in. Yeah, as much as they would have loved to bring those two straight back in, they, they certainly are uh, big players for, for Port and, and key players at that. Uh, an extra week in the sand full, get another run under your belt, a bit of touch, a bit more fitness. I think that's the smart move, uh, especially Dixon carrying that ankle. Um, yep. He's a big boy, and if he was to get injured uh, you know, in coming back a week early, uh, that would just be disastrous for the rest of their season. So... Uh, I think that's a smart move, but Jonas obviously helps coming back in to to tackle Hawkins or, or Cameron. Um, they're certainly going to be stretched uh, down there, but um, you know the Cats are going to look to respond too. They yep. they were in a position to win last week against St Kilda, and and St Kilda got over the line, so um, they're going to be pretty fired up, I reckon. Crystal ball stuff. Let's assume Charlie Dixon gets through because that's what he needs to do. He needs to get through pain free uh, and pull up well, and pretty much the same with Ratio uh, Fantasia. Oil reports he was close to being named the Medisub again, was a little bit sore after the main session on Thursday, and they just sort of said, we'll give you a couple of extra days and, days and see what happens in the sample. How do you squeeze those blokes in and who comes out, particularly in that forward line? Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty tough, isn't it? And the, the Medisub's the Medi a hard one. Like, you sit on the bench, you're, you're not doing much. You might not get on, you might get on. If you don't get on, like, you've got extra probably training session numbers and GPS numbers to hit than, than the rest of the playing group. Um, it sort of makes it pretty tough. Um, but the way they've gone back, they've sent them back to the sample this week, as I said, it, I think it's a good move. But, yeah, selection's going to be pretty tight, isn't it? Um, I wouldn't like to be in Port's match committee. If they say they win, yep. I think it's going to be – I wouldn't like to sit in Port's match committee next week. How good's the Medisub rule if you're a youngster coming through? And even if you don't get on the ground, you get a, a game next to your name match and payment, a little matchy. A matchy. Probably doesn't mean much for blokes like Charlie Dixon, who uh, probably doesn't have match payments anymore. But still, you take the stats that come oh, with it. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, big game tonight for the Crows. They'll go in, of course, as massive underdogs against the Saints at Adelaide Oval. Um, it's been an interesting few weeks selection-wise for the Crows. Good to see Riley Thilthorpe get another opportunity. He hasn't played at AFL level since round one. Uh, let's hear from the coach, Matthew Nix. We want to get him in amongst it. We want to get him playing alongside you know, Tex alongside Fogg and that forward line and building some cohesion down there. So that's where that, that decision comes in. Um, that is a form decision as well from, from Elliot's point of view. He's going to be a star. We know that, Riley Thilthorpe. Um, he looks good. He's looked really good in the sample. He's got a couple of bags under his belt at AFL level. It feels like he probably should have been in there the whole time. I think so. And, and Nixie just said that we want him there, you know, getting, playing with Tex, playing with Fogg. Well, there's been six weeks opportunity there to actually do that, and they they've decided not to. So, uh, I actually think 
he'll be a better player at AFL level, even if he's not performing as well as he probably could. Um, and he just needs to play for the rest of the year, full stop. Bit of pressure on Kieran Strawn now, off the back of what happened last night at Woodville Oval. So Kieran Strawn gets his opportunity. It was tough last week. It's going to be really tough again tonight with uh, the ruck duo that Sakilda has. Uh, Riley O'Brien, 35 touches for a big man playing in the sample. He had a mountain of hitouts as well. You could not have played a better game after being sent back to the sample. Well, he's gone back with a, a point to prove. That there's no doubt about that. And I think there were some comments last week that he, he could be in the sandful for two or three or four weeks, I think it was said. But if he keeps <clears throat> playing like that, he won't be in the sandful for three or four weeks. I can tell you that much. Um, Strawn, Tilthorpe up against Ryder and Marshall. Yep. That's They're going to be pretty stretched. So... Um, the mids are going to have to be on their on their toes. I, I can't imagine them winning too many ruck taps. So the, the mids are going to have to be a bit more defensive for the Crows and and try and shark um, the St Kilda rucks. I reckon. Mm. Uh, Wayne Miller is another interesting one. Let's hear from Nick's. Junior's working on a couple of little things with his game and coming off for of two years out of the game, we want to make sure that, as I've said before, that him coming back in is him in, um, and then we move forward with him and make sure we get that role right that he can he can see out a full game at AFL level. What are those things? There's a bit of multiple efforts at the moment, which is some of, one of the things you lose when you're out of the game for a while, is that there's one thing to be sort of, I guess, aerobically fit, but then there's multiple efforts of footy. It was solid last night, playing for the Crows without being spectacular. Had a couple of really, really nice moments. Some of those really sort of Wayne moments where you look at it and go, oh, that's a little bit of magic there from Wayne. It, He's finding his feet. It's probably taken longer than expected. Uh, but I feel like they're just waiting for him to play that game at Sanford level where he just absolutely rips it apart. He hasn't managed to do that just yet. Yeah, and the sort of player Wayne is, that, like the, the speed of the AFL game suits him a lot better than yep. certainly SNFL. And in the Sanford, you, you need to go and win your own ball at times. And he's not sort of that contested player. He, he's run, carry, outside and... You know, relies on guys to hit him, lace out, so then he can again move the ball on. So, like, if they if they were to put him in, he would play a lot better at, at AFL level, I think. So, um, I certainly think they need him back in in the Adelaide side. Um, and if he's not quite performing to the level that they want at Sanford level, I think just by putting him in in the team, he'll he'll play much better straight away. Found the ball a few times last night. He had twenty disposals. Luke Pedler was pretty solid as well with twenty one. Uh, and Matt Crouch. Um, did what you expect him to do at Sanford level. He had another 36 disposals last night against the Eagles. A big win for the Crows as well. Um, it's 23 minutes past nine. Now we're going to get to the news very, very soon. Get involved via the text line though, 0427 154 166. Uh, we'll take a call from you as well. one 736 736 Top 20 across Adelaide today. It's going to be sunny. Welcome to Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Uh, good morning to you. Coming to you live from Studio Lumo SA. You can get involved via the text line 0427-154-166. Big game for Port Adelaide taking on the Cats at the Cattery. Always a tough place to win a game. Let's speak to our Port Adelaide assistant coach, Nathan Bassett. Good morning to you, Bass. Morning. Uh, take us through it, mate. A really exciting opportunity to um, recreate a bit of history. It's been a long time in between drinks at Cadinia Park. Yeah, I mean, we haven't played here for five years, so, um, you know, I don't think it would be a good percentage of our players that have never played a game uh, down here. So, you know, it's it's a beautiful day. It's a it's a good opportunity to win a game of footy. So uh, just on that as well, mate, what, what conditions are you expecting? Because people often say it's cold, it's windy, it's all those types of things. But in terms of footy, what, what are you expecting? Mate, it's perfect here. There's no breeze, the sun's out, there's not a cloud in the sky. So it's not, not what you expect from Geelong, but... 
Um, it's what Geelong's delivered, so no complaints. Tom Jonas back in, so the skipper's good to go. Yeah, Tom Tom trained yesterday, so he he's fine. Trent Demont's back in, so yeah, they'll both be uh, playing today. But just in terms of some of your other changes, or maybe not so much changes. First of all, Charlie Dixon, how how is he tracking? And we're expecting him to play in the sample tomorrow, but how is that ankle going? Yeah, he looked a bit better this week, so you know he's um, you know, slowly coming along. Um, you know, it'd be good to see how he how he goes tomorrow, and you know if he goes well, I imagine it'd be a good chance to play the week after. And Bass Fantasia as well. How tempting was it to uh, to put him out this week and and play him? Obviously, he's got a lot of X factor and can create a lot of headaches for the for the defence. So was he? Close yeah, to very playing? very tempting. Yeah, very tempting. Really, I mean, he's he's got. Um, some skills and 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 ability that not too many have in the AFL. So, uh, you know, he's he started to look good at training. Still working through his, his rehab, but um, certainly been training at a at a you know high level. But you know, without having a heap of training time. So, you know, hopefully he plays tomorrow and and goes okay. Did he pull up a little bit sore from the main session, Bass? Yeah, look, he's he's just a, a little bit. Um, tight. He's been certainly trying to strengthen those uh, quads of his to keep his knees together, um, and uh, hopefully uh, he'll be good to go tomorrow. Um, and his game time on Sunday, will he play a full game or will it be a bit of a seventy-five percent type setup? Yeah, I'm not sure um, at this stage. What you know, he will probably be unlimited minutes, but um, yeah, not not exactly sure on the amount of minutes. So what do you need to do today, Bass? Is it is it a midfield battle? Is that where you need to get on top of them? Uh, do you need to just quell Hawkins and Cameron? What uh, what are, what's going to be the big ticket items to uh, getting the win today down at Kidinia Park? Yeah, there's, there's a few uh, different um, parts of Geelong's game, you know, that we need to um, limit, and then some opportunities for us. I mean, uh, we you know, we've got some opportunities on on the spread. Um, we think with, with some of our speed around the ball and, and we certainly did that well in the final last year, you know, going from one contest to the next and shaping it and, and, and getting our hands on it and getting it moving in our direction. They've, they've got two, you know, really important key pillars in, in their front half that, you know, we've got to reduce the supply to and, and hope that our, our, our tall defenders can um, minimise uh, their impact and then, you know, the way they defend as a team, whether it be through... Um, Blixarves and, and how he gets back to support the defence, Tom Stewart and where he puts himself and then and Mitch Duncan and how he can control the game um, from the back half and even moving forward. So, you know, we've got some uh, some different uh, threats, um, but also some opportunities. Bass, obviously in charge of the forwards, um, no Charlie Dixon. What's impressed you most about uh, a young uh, key forward group that's come through? Yeah, I look, it's starting to come together. Um, the last month. We've all got more than enough talent, um, each of them to be good AFL footballers. You know, some, some of them are starting to get there. You know, Todd, the last month has, has been very good. You know, Jeremy's been um, pretty good the last couple of weeks. You know, look, look like he's uh, he's played some really good footy and, and, you know, George always gets his shots on goals. It's, um, you know, a bit more football knowledge and, and hopefully kicking a few more through the tall ones. So, look, they're they're all improving and developing their attitudes uh, good they're, you know we've got a, a, a nice team first attitude um, within the forward half and um, it's as much about continuing to get better and, and improve I know you just want to take it one week at a time and all those types of footy cliches but 
Dixon, when he's available, Fantasia, when he's available, how on earth are you going to squeeze all these forwards in one forward line? Yeah, we're four wins and five losses, so I think we'll find a way. <laughs> you know, we, we need to keep winning. That's the reality of our season is, is there's no there's no let-up. Um, and, uh, you know, more good players is a positive thing. You know, we've really liked Ollie Lord's development in the SNFL this year, and he's shown um, quite a bit as a tall forward and second ruck. So, um, you know, our, our job's to keep developing and making them better and um, trying to get the best AFL team that we can. He has been named emergency a couple of times, Ollie Lord. Is he close? And how, to give us a bit more of an insight into his development and what we could expect from him pretty soon. Yeah, well, he hasn't played a lot of... Uh, didn't play a lot of footy before he got drafted. He played sort of school footy down in Geelong and, um, you know, with the, two, the years of COVID but, and even um, leading up to the draft, he hadn't played much footy at all. So it was very raw last year and, and you know, probably battling a little bit even through the pre-season, but started to really grow um, and his game through uh, February and, and onwards and he's, what I love about him he's super combative um, he's a great size um, he's very good below his knees and um, he's starting to find where the ball is going to drop and and get into good positions to mark and, and he's marking some and uh, you know he as he keeps playing I'm sure he'll mark some more Bass does it feel like you're back you're four and five four on the trot um are you back to where, uh, into a spot where you feel like you're playing the type of football that um, is putting you in the right direction? Yeah, I think we're playing reasonable football. I mean, we, have, we haven't played, there's been a couple of games in there, not against the strongest opposition, but I feel like we're playing you know, pretty good football. We've made a few adjustments to, to personally in positions and um, you know, the, the, probably the, the way we defend has certainly improved um, the last month as a team. So I, I think we're going... Reasonably, I think today's a, a great test in a, in a place where not many teams win. It would be great to see you knock off that hoodoo as well, Bass. Best of luck today, and hopefully uh, Port Adelaide get a, a nice, big, strong win at the Cattery. Thanks for your time this morning. No problem. Nathan Bassett joining us this morning. 2007, the last time Port Adelaide managed to knock off the Cats. Uh, but like uh, Nathan Bassett said before, it's been five years since they've played there, so it's not like they get a chance every couple of, every couple of, um, a couple of times every season. No, and it sounds like they've put a... Good plan in place, I think, today. Mm. So they're going to be uh, looking to knock them off and, and knock that not-so-great record at the Cattery. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a great game, that's for sure. Just Tommy Lyon. He's uh, penciling these little songs each and every week. Absolutely just treats us. Kicked it off really nicely last week with a song about uh, Bryce Gibbs. And then this morning, nice and early, just um, stayed on that top shelf with a little song about umpire descent. The texts have come through. The people have spoken. Gibson have said, look, we need to hear that song one more time. So before we get out of here, we're going to play that song once again. Stick around. This is Saturday's In SA. It is 22 minutes past 10.